Joe Howarth, um, I believe you class yourself as a happiness coach, is that right? I do, yes. I'm not really a coach. Um, I'm not a qualified coach. I'm a, I'm a hypnotherapist by trade and a mindfulness practitioner. So I, I say that I teach people how to be happy. That's what I do. Fantastic. So happiness teacher, Joe Howarth, welcome to the show. Lovely to have you on this afternoon. Thank you. Nice to be here. So um, happiness is something that um, we all expect in life, but for some people is is quite elusive. So how do you help people to be happy? That's a very broad question. Um, In a variety of ways. Um, I think I see one of my main missions in life, if that's the right description, um, as waking people up to the fact that they absolutely have the power and the ability within themselves to choose what they think, to choose how they feel, to choose how they behave. Um, I think a lot of people walk through life without realising that at all. I know I did for the first almost 30 years of my life, completely walked through just thinking that just things got thrown at me and I had no control over it. I had no power over it. I, um, and actually that's not the case at all, but most people don't realize that. So I think that's the starting point for me is to, is to make people aware that they have that power themselves if they choose to use it. So what was it that, um, what was the light that switched on? You said that you'd walked through your life for 30 years before you realised you had a choice and that, that you could be happy. Well, um, so what was the trigger for you? The trigger for me was, um, came when I was about 25 and um, my dad passed away very suddenly of a heart attack. He was literally there one day and not the next. Um, and it turned my entire world upside down and inside out and back to front nothing made any sense whatsoever um and I was incredibly lucky in that I found help of a professional nature I started having counseling and my counsellor turned out to be a hypnotherapist so then I started having hypnotherapy and it was through working with him over many years, I had quite a lot to sort out, you know. Um, so it was with working through working with him over many years that I came to realise that this was my life. This was my life, and I could live it however I chose to live it, and that actually that choice was mine, and, and mine alone couldn't be anybody else's. And I could choose to carry on blaming everything around me for the way my life was, or I could grab hold of it and do something about it. And that's what I decided to do. I'm not saying it's an overnight decision that happened instantly and I was instantly Mrs. Happiness, because it wasn't at all. Um, It's a path and some people's paths are longer than others. I mean, it probably took me another 10 years or so to get to even the beginning of the point where I am now. Um, And it's been another 10 years or so to get me to the point where I am now. And I absolutely know that I will continue to develop and grow. That's what we're here for. So it's a never ending job. 
Absolutely, it's a life. It's a life journey, isn't it? Yeah. So, do do people find you annoying then? Because you're, you're well, well, I'm I'm, a, I'm making an assumption here. I mean, looking at you and and sort of hearing hear, hearing what you're saying, I'm assuming um, that you're always Mrs. Happiness. Are you always Mrs. Happiness? No, because I don't think that's possible. I, I, I'm, and I mean, maybe one day I will get to that absolutely enlightened place of being where I am Mrs. Happiness 100% of the time, but I'm a human being. So I'm a human being that runs my own business, which has a fair degree of uh, frustrations attached to it because it's a business. Um, I'm a human being that has a husband and two children who I adore, but who drive me crackers sometimes at the same time. Um, And I'm a human being that hasn't entirely finished my work on myself. Like I said, I I think it's a never ending job. So no, I have grumpy days. I have days where I feel rubbish. I have days where I'm ready to throw the towel in with my business. Um, But I have the tools at my disposal now where those days that might have lasted for weeks in the past now literally last for hours or a day. That, that's the progress for me. It's not that I avoid them completely. It's that I know what to do when they happen. And that's, that's a really important point. And so many people try and be something they're not. They try and fudge their way through instead of acknowledging where they're at, accepting where they're at, and then aligning with whatever they need to align with to, to, to make the, you know, the action happen, to, to, to make them more successful, happier, healthier, you know, whatever it is. So acknowledgement is, is, is huge. And accepting that we are human and you know, none of us can be perfect all the time. Um, even though we might strive for perfection, actually, you know, who cares? Does it really matter? Totally. Well, and the thing is, it's that thing of perfection as well, isn't it? I think I think we're all perfect. We all do the best we can do every single day, every single moment of every single day, with what we have at our disposal at that moment in time. Um, and again. I get challenged when I say that quite a lot because people go, people say, no, no, I'm definitely not doing my best. I feel miserable. I'm not doing my best. I've sat on the couch all morning and da, 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 or whatever. And I say to them, no, that's, you are. That's absolutely, if that's what you're doing, then that's the best you can do right now in this moment. You're doing the best you can do. And that's all you can ask of yourself at any point. And some people never make it through life getting off the couch. Mm. Because the this is what I mean about waking people up. Because they just don't realise they can. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. And they're always comparing with other people. Well, you know, she did this, he did that, and it's eleven o'clock, and I'm not even dressed. Well, yeah. And you've rested in that time. Um, they'll probably be resting at the end of the day. You know, it's there is no need to compare uh, with other people. But we we're continually uh, bombarded with uh, all these expectations from from outside from from society. Absolutely. And I think comparison is a dangerous, dangerous thing to do. And again, it's where I used to live, definitely. You know, I'd be comparison is the the mother of jealousy and envy and all of that. And um and the only person that gets harmed in the middle of all that comparison is the person who's doing the comparing. Mm. And you know, there's um there's a famous saying which I will probably misquote now because that's my speciality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something along the lines of um, "Don't compare, don't compare your inside to somebody else's outside." Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on for somebody else ever. The, the only person that you can know where they're at, know what they're doing, know what they're thinking and feeling, know what they want and how they want to be and where they want to get to. The only person you can know any of that for, 100%, is yourself. Absolutely. So when um, clients come to you, and presumably they come to you because they want to be happier, again, I'm making an assumption there, the fact that you put yourself out there as a, a happiness lady. So what's what's the first thing you you, you say to them? How do you, you know, turn them from being um, maybe in the depths of despair for some people into working towards whatever happiness looks like for them? Where do you start? Okay, so the absolute first step, whether I'm seeing a one-to-one client or working in my club or running a workshop, whatever part of my business, the first step for me is to explain how this works. How your brain works. How the mind works, how the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and where your beliefs about life come from um for me when I explain that to people it invariably leads to numerous light bulb moments because they finally understand why they think the way they think why they do the things they do why they feel like they have no control over doing the things they do or thinking the things they think or feeling the things they feel it explains all of that to them And as I said, really does give them the message that actually, if you choose to, and it's absolutely a choice, if you choose to, you can do whatever work is necessary to overcome those conditioned, learnt patterns of behaviour, patterns of thought. You've learnt them. I think that's what a lot of people don't realise is that they've learnt how to be who they are. And if you've learnt how to be like that, you can unlearn how to be like that you can absolutely learn how to be new how to mm-hmm. be absolutely and we learn our behaviors from society from our parents our friends uh, from a book you know whatever we, we learn this stuff we're not born grumpy miserable uh, whatever we're not born scared are we um although, uh, although there's uh, some schools of thought say that that babies are scared of certain things but generally speaking we're not born with any particular pattern as such apart from what's in our da and but we do a dna we do inherit some stuff um, from our ancestors don't we um, so, on, a, on a basic level yeah i, I, I tell a story um, i wrote this for the members of my club a couple of months ago and it's become one of my favorite stories i love it but i tell a story about um imagine you've just bought a new pair of wellies Elaine right and they're all lovely and sparkly and shiny yeah when you buy them they're completely brand spanking new and you put them on to go for a tramp across the fields and it's a cold wet day we live in Britain Um, and as you tramp across the fields the wellies get covered in mud and you come home and you put them by the back door and you carry on with what you're doing and then you decide to do some gardening so you put them on again you go out and you do some digging and they get some more dirt on them and then the next day you go for another walk across the fields because you're being really healthy and doing your daily exercise and you get more mud on them and within a week or so your lovely brand spanking shiny gorgeous wellies are covered in mud so what you do is you take them outside and you hose them down and you make them nice and brown, spanking and shiny and new again. And I said, I say to people, what we don't realise in life is that we're the wellies. And as we go through life, we pick up mud. Mm-hmm. 
But the bit that breaks my heart and the reason why I do the work I do is that we start to believe that we are the mud. Yes, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good analogy, yeah. We forget that we're actually the wellies underneath. Yeah. Or we don't even realise that we're the wellies underneath. Mm. We just believe that we're the mud. So we don't take them outside and hose them down because we don't know that that's an option. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, we don't realise we have a choice. So, uh, and it's a relatively simple thing to do to, to get the mud off. But because we believe we're the mud, we don't do it. But we're not, we're the wellies. Um, and that's absolutely, like I say, that's one of, become one of my favourite stories over the last couple of months because I think it describes it perfectly. That's what yeah, happened. that's very good. You mentioned your club. So mm. tell us about the Happiness Club. So the Happiness Club is an online monthly membership club and I send my members a message every day of the year um, with something, a strategy or a tool or a thought for them to get hold of that day, for them to think about that day, for them to have in the front of their minds as they go through that day. So the idea behind the club is that it is a drip feed effect. For me, the most brilliant way to make any change to your own life is through really small, consistent steps, something little every single day. And that's the idea behind the club is that I say to them, today, think about it like this. Today, try this. Today, have a go at doing this. And every day as they go through, they're just tweaking their mindset they're just tweaking their thought patterns a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and within a month or two they realize that they've been in that same situation where they would have responded like this uh, six months ago and they've responded in a completely different way which I just it just gives me such a buzz I'm so that's so gorgeous um so that's the idea behind the club it's a daily I genuinely feel like it's me putting my arm around them and going, it's all right, you're okay, I've got you, try this. Um, And then my members get access to me whenever they need or want it. So if they come up against something difficult, they just pick the phone up and um, and, and I'll talk them through. One of my members calls me her reset button. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're when you're in a situation, you can't necessarily see the wood for the trees and you you know you 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 shut down your own choices, don't you? So when you have somebody who's an experienced pair of eyes and a, a confident as well that's non-judgmental, they can go, well why don't you do so and so? Which I, I guess you you do. And I, I guess most of the things that you would say to people when you say it sounds very simple, but when you're in that place, you can't see it for yourself. Absolutely. And a lot of what I say to people in the daily messages and if we're having a direct conversation, um, a lot of what I say to them, they know already. You know, it's just having someone remind you on a daily basis. It's just having access to that reminder of, oh, yeah, well, actually, I knew that. I knew I could do that. I just was so lost in the mud of it, I didn't remember I could do that. Mm. Um, so that's a good description, a reset button. Yes. So, um, so you're ha- you've, you've got your happiness club um, and you have private clients that you see. Do you see private clients? You mentioned I therapy. I do. I work with people on a one-to-one, not as often as I used to. Um, 
my business seems to be going off into the direction of workshops and speaking. I speak at conferences and stuff like that. So that's very much where I feel myself being drawn um, recently. So I do work with people on a one-to-one, but not all the time. Um, I was a jobbing hypnotherapist for many years, so I have that experience behind me. But um, yeah, so I don't, I don't always, I, mostly with the members of my club. I work on a one-to-one. Okay. And you've written some books. I've written about a thousand, not, not a thousand books. <laughs> um, yes, I wrote um, my first book um, a couple of years ago, which is called Get Happy, which is a compilation of the kind of thing that I write for the, cl- the club members every day. Uh, so it's a six months worth of daily posts um that's available on amazon and i've written i co-authored a mindfulness book for children a couple of years ago as well as i know a very talented children's author um up here in liverpool where i live and she and i decided that she's an ex-teacher so she was seeing all these um the stats of stress and anxiety and things like that rising in children and so we decided to collaborate on this book called Glad to be Dan, which is gorgeous. And I get messages on a weekly basis from people that have bought it about how much their children love it. It's got five mindfulness techniques woven into the story and then explained at the back. So parents or teachers can do them with the children. Um, and the children love it because Dan's doing it. Dan doesn't feel very happy and they don't feel very happy and he's doing this thing and it helped him. So I'll do this thing and it might help me. It's ace. I love it. And then my newest beauty is quite a hefty tome. Um, it's called it's okay. I can't tell you what the subtitle is cause it's got a naughty word in it. Elaine. Okay. But it's called it's okay. And, and I've co-authored this with a brilliantly talented woman called Ali Gill. Um, and it's basically a permissions book. Ali does similar work to me, but she very much focuses on journaling and that kind of exercise when she works with people. Um, and I'm very much about mindset exercises and practical advice. So the book is a mishmash of me and her, our styles. And we had a conversation where we, we talked about the fact that actually a lot of people are waiting for someone to give them permission mm. to do something or feel something or um and again we've both Ali and I've both been in that situation where we've been that person and you until you actually think about it you don't really think about who you're waiting for permission from <laughs> you just kind of feel like you're waiting yeah. I think it's a hangover from childhood yeah. it's it's they isn't it until they say it's okay well who 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 the Leap, are they? <laughs> they totally and I think it, I think put my personal theory on it is that it, it's a hangover from childhood that you know we spend our childhood being told what we can and cannot do and then we're supposed to just grow up and be adults and go out and work it out for ourselves which yeah. is well, makes no sense really does it um so every chapter is a different it's okay to it's okay to say no. It's okay not to feel okay. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to be successful. It's okay to be yourself, that kind of thing. And each chapter is a mix of, um, it's designed to be written in the book. It's a mix of advice, stories, 
and actual practical exercises and journaling exercises for you to work through. So it's ACE. It's just literally. That's for adults, whereas the yes. previous ones you mentioned yes. for children. No, we designed it for, we, we, when we put it together, we targeted it very much at women, sort of mid-30s to mid-40s, who are kind of going through that, hang on a minute, there has to be a bit more to it than this, doesn't there? Um, and actually, since, since it's been released, literally about four weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, um, I've had several people talk to me about using it for their teenage daughters. Uh-huh. And it's, it hadn't really occurred to me, but it is actually perfect for that age group as well, um, which is, again, really nice because I'm very much um, part of the work I do is going into schools and working with kids from four to 18 to teach them practical stuff they can use and to teach them that they, they can be in charge of themselves. Um, so that warms the cockles of my heart that people would use the book for that age group as well. Um, I have a, I have a wild vision of a generation of children growing up with this stuff, this, these techniques and this way of thinking as second nature to them. I think that would make the world a very beautiful place. I think there needs to be a balance between youngsters of today um, giving back chat and, you know, we, we, we've got, the, the, the barometer has gone completely bonkers because I was brought up with, you know, put up, shut up, don't speak till you're spoken to, all that sort of thing from my sort of um, uh, Victorian great-grandparents and, and, and so forth to today's generation. It's like, it's cocky and it's, it's, it's clever to back chat um, and we've, we need somewhere in between. So the, the it's okay sounds like it's a good transition between, um, as you say, childhood and adulthood but with the reassurance that it is okay not to feel okay. I think that, that's an important message that you mentioned as well. Definitely. Because I think we spend our lives being told how we should be feeling. And I, I don't like the word should anyway, but um, why should we? Why should yes. we be feeling like yeah. that? We should be feeling exactly how we're feeling in any moment because that feeling is telling you something. It's giving you a message. That's what your feelings are there for, to, to give you some kind of message. Um, and what we try and do is block them out. The ones that don't feel nice, we try and block them out so we can't see them and then they can't hurt us. Mm-hmm. But actually what we need to be doing is turning towards them and going, come on then, what? What are you trying to tell me? What do I need to know? What do I need to work through so that I don't feel you in the same way anymore? You know, it's, just, it's like I liken them to small children. When I work in schools, <laughs> if I ask a question in a classroom of four or five-year-olds, everybody puts their hand up. And you can't possibly ask everybody, but there's kids that literally are twitching yeah. past themselves, trying to get you to choose them. And they say your emotions are exactly the same as those children. They just want your attention. They're just trying to tell you something. But we try to ignore them. Yeah. They just get stronger. I've got a vision of your It's Okay book, your new book, um, with you and the lady you co-authored with, Ali, Ali is it? Yeah. Ali Gill, to um, train other people to deliver a programme using your It's Okay book all around the country. I like that vision. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I can see that one and it wouldn't be difficult for you because you've already got street cred in working in schools. 
and um, it's it sounds a perfect perfect book and, and seeing when you waved it uh, on the screen just now you know it's, it's it's quite a tome isn't it and it's it's in a, a workbook format with a spiral bound so it's a very you know it, it could always almost become the you know the bible of the way to be sort of thing for for teenagers it could i like that and then you can train people um all over but the uk yeah we're planning to run a series of workshops based on the book next year so yes it could grow out of that quite quite easily couldn't train, it? train the trainer mm, i like okay. your stuff aha there we go <laughs> So, um, thank you for spending time with me this afternoon. Um, your two chosen songs are Happy by Pharrell Williams. Uh, tell me why you chose that one. Um, fairly obvious, I think, this one. Really, it, it kind of has become my theme tune. Um, it, just, it just makes me feel good and it sums up what I'm about, really, and what, how I think we, we are all capable of feeling happy, totally. 100%. So when you go on stage, that's your, that's your lead-in tune, is it, when you go on stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Fabulous. Yeah. And the other one you chose uh, by Stevie Wonder is Signed, Sealed and Delivered. And this is one of my favourite songs of all time. So when I was a kid, my mum was a massive Stevie Wonder fan, so I became a massive Stevie Wonder fan. I love him. I think he's amazing. Um, and this song in particular, it, if it starts playing, I can't sit still. I just can't have to dance to it. So, and again, it's all about the feeling for me. It makes me feel good. So um, that's all the reason it needs, really, I think. Marvellous. So, Joe um, Howarth, how do people get in touch with you? So they can uh, look at my website, which is thehappinessclub.co.uk. They can email me, joe at thehappinessclub.co.uk. I'm on Twitter, Happiness Club Joe. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm all over the shop. Marvellous. Being happy. So thank you for uh, spending time this afternoon and um, I look forward to um, seeing you um, with your array of trained It's OK happiness coaches, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> to go into to, uh, secondary schools. Brilliant. Marvellous. Thank you for having me, Elaine. You're welcome. Take care. You too.